Welcome to the Watchers of the Skies program. I'm Carlos Campo, president here at Ashland University. I'm joined by my co-host, Dennis Marcuses. Dennis, welcome. Thank you. How are you? Hey, it's Friday. I'm wearing red. That's right. It's uh, the Red Challenge. So our Military and Veterans uh, Resource Center here wants to remember everyone deployed, something like that. That's, that's the R-E-D for red. So it was serendipitous of me to wear my red tie today. But it's, it's all part of what we're all about here at Ashland. So next, next Friday for sure. Thanks for pointing that out. It makes me feel better. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot <laughs> that you hadn't had red on. But that's okay. <laughs> I've got enough on for both of us. So we're, we're good. We welcome you today. We're here with some really talented people in the studio. Mason's on camera. Michaela's running the show. We've got Maddie, Andy, and Jonathan as well. So thank you all of them and thanks for joining us don't forget to like our show and to subscribe and to write to us at president at ashland.edu and tell us uh, hey we think you're terrific but uh, why don't you think about this for the next show or you missed this on the last show we're about to do a show where we kind of aggregate some of the shows we've done in the past and take a look back and say you know what's happened since we last looked at this topic you know today we're looking at kindness Dennis, and you know, maybe we're being a little bit scroogish as we're going into the holiday season to look askance at anything that has to do with kindness, but I think we want to look at the bigger picture of what this initiative is all about and, and maybe the mindset behind it and perhaps take issue or perhaps align with it a little bit. At Ashland, we try to look at both sides to these arguments. We think that freedom of expression is really, really important. That's why we have signed on for the Chicago Principles of Free, Express of free Expression, if you haven't read those. Check them out. We're proud to be among the schools that have signed on for that. But this st started in Staunton, Virginia, a town I've been in many times, beautiful, mm. bucolic area. And they, they started something called Kindness Matters. And we read an article in First Things, which is an online publication. They also have a print version. Very thoughtful. I think uh, we both enjoy reading it. And the Kindness Matters initiative began about a year ago in December of 2021. And it's, it's an attempt to, you know, sort of have these random acts of kindness. Gosh, those started, what, maybe 15 years ago? Not, not related, perhaps, yeah. directly. Do you remember that? I and do. Might have even been longer ago. I mean, it's, yeah. It's been a while. Right. Maybe even related to a film. There's a, a film where this was occurring. And Is that pay it forward? or Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So it's in that, in that vein, isn't it? So, so we're all about kindness. You know, at Ashland, we talk about respect. We're a community of love and respect. It's something that was written about Ashland in 1939, and we're trying to uphold that tradition but you know the writer in the first things article was you know his concern around the initiative was that it almost seemed as though that it took kindness per perhaps out of its religious context or even any context based in values and almost simply perhaps something that wasn't um, rooted in something deeper maybe i'm misreading that dennis what, what was your take on on the, the the concern raised by the the writer there no i think that's right uh one of the things that was interesting i, I tried going to one of the websites i think it was uh, kindness.org mm -hmm. that i went to and i looked for i think it was something like i think the name of it was the kindness experiment mm -hmm. and what was fascinating about it is that while it was suggesting okay you can do these activities it, it was it's it's a curriculum for for I don't remember what, what age group, but okay. it's a school curriculum, and these are different projects that kids can do mm -hmm. where they're trying to, to, again, show kindness, demonstrate acts of kindness to members of the community, to other students, and so on. But what really struck me, and I don't think he, he mentioned, well, he doesn't mention this exactly, but he does kind of get at it still, was one of the big points in this, in this kindness experiment discussion 
was how does kindness make me feel? Mm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just incidental. Me was put in bold print, and yes. it was repeatedly asked. And, and this was kind of startling to me that that's not really the point <laughs> of being kind. I mean, it's fantastic. It's, it's a bonus if it ends up improving your life as well. But it was put as if this is the selling point of being kind. Right. It's like, be kind because you'll feel really, really good about it. It's all about me again. That's right. So it's, that was kind of bizarre. So I, I kind of understand what he's, he's saying with this kind of detachment. And, and he tells, for instance, an evolutionary story that's not, not his story, but that this is presented as one of the bases for, for kindness, that you have within the, the broad evolutionary framework. So you might think, Okay, let's, let's kind of take a step back, right? So a lot of us think of evolution as just, well, survival of the fittest. Right. And so it seems, you know, rate, uh, nature, red in tooth and claw, and it's how do I survive and, and propagate my genes? Exactly. So altruism became this conundrum, right? E- exactly, For- right. And so the way that this has been dealt with, kindness and altruism and so on, is that, first of all, it, it may not help your genes in a given case, but it'll help the genes of those close to you. Right. And Tri- so, tribalism at that's some level, right, right? right. So people will die for their kids, and they'll be a little less likely, but still kind of likely to die for, let's say, a first cousin or, uh, let's say, their, their nephews and nieces and things of that sort. And uh, so it's, it's still kind of indirectly about gene selection. And, and also kindness, well, that works because your community does better, and if the community does better, or communities in which that was selected for, that genes that were involved in kindness were selected for were communities that thrived, and so they survived. Communities where you didn't have kindness selected for, well, they all kind of ate themselves up for lunch, and that was the end of them. So, again, what he's concerned about, uh, Timothy Jacobson, I believe, yeah, Timothy Jacobson, is concerned that, right, we're we're detaching this from a philosophical or theological framework, and we're we're essentially making it into, so he, he puts it, Although kind of ironically, one of the most famous statements that Jesus made, right, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, that he thinks, well, it kind of reduces to that with the emphasis on, again, what you want them to do to you. Right. So I'm sympathetic to that. Now, maybe on the flip side, you could say, well, the important thing is that kindness is being taught to to these kids and to the the community, and we leave it up to individuals what framework they're going to that they'll use to, to kind of think about this rather than trying to impose one. Because if you do that, then you're going to have members of the community complaining, right? So you might have, if you say, well, it's a Christian framework, then you may have people who are in other religions saying, yes. well, you know, I'm not a Christian, but I still believe in being kind. Mm-hmm. Or you'll have atheists and, and people who are agnostic saying, well, you know, you can be kind without being a religious believer. So perhaps that's maybe the, the underlying idea that they're trying to just say this is a good we can divorce this good from some metaphysical framework, and isn't that what th- is more important here, right. right? So even if we're putting it in this utterly selfish way <clears throat> where it's, how does this ultimately benefit me right. to be kind? Uh, still, we're making kind people, and this will fit in with whatever kind of, um, whatever worldview the person already comes with. Right, and you know, it, it is, does really feel like we're being hypercritical to think, did they really take on kindness as, as a, a potential negative? But I think Jacobson is bringing up something much deeper, and you've alluded to it a bit, because at the end of the day, you know, maybe this is two or three or five years, you know, when does the initiative end? I mean, my goodness, someone wears a kindness matters t-shirt or, a, you know, some sort of wristband. Who's going to really argue with that per se? But I guess part of it, you know, we talk a lot about 
diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. I think there's a parallel here, and here's where I, where I would like to draw it, Dennis, and that is I've been through dozens and dozens of trainings, and some very enlightening, thoughtful, and carefully constructed, and some making me feel as though if I just go to one more training session, that somehow the biases that are deep within my soul are going to be worked out. You know, that training leads to change. And I'm not saying there isn't a place for that because education, we all believe, can and does lead to change. But what about a heart condition? And I think that's the, the perspective that Jacobson's really digging into here. If kindness is driven from true altruism, something deep within you, whether it's evolutionary in its, in its origin or not, you know, I think there is something to be said and as a Christian institution and as Christian people, you know, from our perspective, we are trying to model our lives after someone who loved the world so much he gave his life for us. You know, talk about an act of kindness right. and not random at all, but instead a very intentional act of kindness. And so you, you go do likewise, right? Mm -hmm. Have this attitude that was in him that, right. you know, he was equal with God, but instead he took on this horrible nature of mankind. So, you know, I think that's really what we're driving at here. Is there something that is truly revolutionary in terms of changing someone's heart, and would that have longevity in some ways that an initiative may not? Yes, and I don't want to downplay, hey, let's wear more t-shirts if it makes us more kind. I'm, I'm all for it. But if there's not a change of heart, you kind of wonder if it doesn't die off with this generation, or, you know, what was that initiative we did five years ago, and are we really being kinder? Because, oh, you know, that's what I do at two o'clock every Thursday is I put on a t-shirt and, you know, I, I participate in this thing, which, again, make, makes me feel uh, good about myself, perhaps. But I think we're really being called to something different. And I don't think that is a small thing, because we are in a time in our society in America where it feels more rancorous, where it, it feels as though we talk about how on social media, the tenor and the tone starts at a very high level of chaos and rancor and those kinds of things. So, you know, I think Jacobson may be on to something there, teaching our children well around why should I be kind? What's in it for me probably is not the question to ask. No, I would agree with that. I mean, I think you're maybe being a little unkind to, you know, there no, no pun intended, right. to the, the kindness initiatives where it's, it's more than just wearing a t-shirt. I mean, there are... You're right. You're and, right. And, and I mean, you could say, too, that part of what, if it does work, it would be interesting to see if it does have positive long-term effects, is that this behavioral component, right? So if you're actually doing things, it becomes a practice, right? So it becomes a habit, it becomes a virtue, which is tied to the, the broad philosophical tradition of virtues, which is both secular pre and pre-Christian, pre but also a lot of Christian thinkers have, have kind of adopted that, that sort of framework that you develop the virtues in part by practicing the virtues, sure. right? So the more you do it, I mean, this is kind of an Aristotelian and Thomistic um, position, that the more you, you do these things, and, and but also do it with the right reason, sure. then it becomes a virtue. So that, I think, is, is relevant, definitely. That I mean, I, there is still this difficulty of how exactly do you communicate this within the context that this is being done, right? So parents absolutely should inculcate this. Churches should inculcate this, and, and other places of worship, too. Uh, but if you're talking about secular schools, well, you know, they, they can't say, well, we're going to engage in this kindness initiative because Christ is our model. Sure. Well, good luck with that. I mean, great, so, so say us perhaps, but it's, um, it's not going to pass any kind of uh, constitutional test. So that, that's kind of tricky. But in the broader sense, I, I agree with him that, um, I mean, kindness is, is a virtue, and it's often kind of 
stripped down a bit to be kind of nice plus, right? And, and that isn't what kindness is. I mean, there is an element of that, that there is this kind of gentleness um, component to it. Um, in fact, I think in the New Testament, the, the word that's often translated kindness is sometimes translated as gentleness. Oh, really? Yeah. But, um, but I mean, I, I would think of it as maybe, let's say, uh, it's better thought of as, let's say, one, one way in which love is manifested rather than thinking of it as something that's closer to etiquette, right? So, I mean, we, we tend to view it as etiquette with a little bit of ethics thrown in there. It should be th- thought of more in a more robust sense. I like that distinction. Yeah, and, and so what's, what's, the, um, what's the ground of, of kindness, right? Why should we be kind? And, and there, I mean, I think we ultimately have to say something like people are, are image bearers of, of the, the divine nature, right? That, that we have the image and likeness of God. And because of that, each person is... Deserving is, Right, of exactly, is deserving of kindness. Uh, respect and kindness and, and love and, and the full panoply. So there it makes sense. And if you don't have that, if, you're, if you can't have that, then you are stuck saying things like this, where, well, it's just nice, you know, it's, it's good for you, it's, it benefits the community, uh, and those are good things, but that's, that's not really the ground of kindness. Well, I'm probably going to take us down the wrong trail here, but we are broadcasting from the world headquarters of (laughs) nice people. And so, you know, this, of course, has been parodied on social media and people say, oh, my goodness, you know, you come home every day in Ashland and think that's a lot to live up to, you know, world headquarters for being nice. And I like that distinction you made between kindness, you know, not truly just being etiquette where you're nice to somebody or polite to them, right? Right. Kindness is not politeness. But maybe dig into that idea of does it vary community to community? So I think it would be interesting to revisit Staunton in five years. I'm, I'm not sure that there's a kindness metric, but I, I wouldn't be surprised that there wasn't, you know, that there, there's right. some sort of way to scale this. I know I often read about countries and some sort of affability scale or something along those lines. I don't know if kindness is the right word, but, you know, certainly in America, you've lived in different communities. Do you think if you had to rate them on a kindness metric that that would be fair, or are you really really talking about politeness or etiquette at that point? Yeah, I think so. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say that it's either a personality trait, which niceness or friendliness, let's say affability would be, or as a matter of etiquette. Right. Um, so no, I mean, I do think of it as a, as a virtue. I think of it as one let's say, not the highest form of love, but, but a form of love, nonetheless, where, right, there, there is this kind of forbearing sense to it, a sense that um, it may not be as sacrificial as, to use the, the biblical term, agape love, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's still something that's substantial. And um, you can be kind whether you're particularly affable or not. I mean, it's better if you are affable as well <laughs> as being kind, but... We'll, well, we'll date ourselves a little bit. I forget which group it was that sang this song, but you remember it. you got to be cruel to be kind. Yes, I do. Right. So do you remember which group uh, that was? I don't. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So at any rate, this, uh, this song, which dates us back to the uh, late 19th century, <laughs> is, uh, it, it makes sense. But it doesn't make sense if you think about it in terms of if you conflate it with niceness. Right? Right. So thinking about that song, I mean, it, it makes that distinction. Not that this is some kind of canonical <laughs> song, but, but I mean, I think you can make sense of that song. And the idea is that there's a virtue component to it. There's a concern with the other person, right? Sure. So the idea is that 
you're, you're being merciful to the person with this cruelty where maybe it's going to hurt their feelings. It's not something that they want to hear necessarily. Right. But it's for their benefit. Right. How do my legs look in this dress kind of a thing? What's this? You've heard that question, right? How, does, how do my legs look in this dress? Oh, right, right, how right. How do I? Yes. yes. That's yeah. Sorry. Okay, that's... It wasn't, they weren't my legs and it wasn't my dress. That's, that's right. It's, yeah. One of my questions my wife asks from time right. to time. Right. Definitely an Ashlandized version of that, that's uh, right. that question. Yes. At, at any rate. But, but so, I mean, there, there's, again, there's, there's a, a virtue component and there's a truth component. Sure. Right? So being kind doesn't necessarily mean telling someone what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that's giving, polite. That's right, right. 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 Or... or Kind of being friendly or you know being being pleasant, right? Right. Or maybe even fake. Yeah, it, it could be, or it could be again, like the question you were asking, right? Where you're you're giving something that the person wants to hear, but may not be in their best interest. So, yeah, I mean, I think this this has a much more robust component, and it shows that there's a concern about the other person, right? This this kind of kindness, right? The the cruel to be kind, which again is not the norm, let's say, but but. That it does make sense. Mm-hmm. And if that can make sense, then the what's in it for me thing, that, that doesn't apply, right? Right. Right. You, you, may, you may alienate the other person by, by being kind or by trying, to be, by trying to be kind to them in a way that might be a little bit challenging. Right. And I think about countries and kindness. I mean, maybe that's not the right term to use. I've never been to Greece. You've been there lots of times. Your father hails from there. Mm-hmm. So what is your sentiment about that? You've been to other countries other than Greece. Do you find that Greek people are particularly kind, or is that more that affability? Yeah, I would say, right, okay. it's, it's, they're, it's a very extroverted country. Yes. It's, it's affable. It's, it's touchy-feely. Uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, I, it's not that they're unkind. It's just I, I don't think it's the right metric. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, they're orthogonal. Sure. And the, how about the idea of this nurture kind of a thing? I just think about, you know, families. And you kind of meet some of them sometimes, and you think, my goodness, somebody pinched these people because they're just too kind. It's as though uh, there's a niceness that's built into their demeanor. That certainly has to be a huge factor as well, yes? I mean, the kind of home you grew up in and the way your parents treat you, I mean, that's got to be a kindness factor as well. I I would think so. I mean, I think that's something that's developed, as any any virtue should be, ideally. Right. Well, you know, Kindness is, again, one of those issues that goes on and on. But I'm grateful we took it on maybe a little harsh, so I apologize to our friends in Staunton because I really do give them credit. You know, of all the things you could launch, to launch a kindness initiative, we're not going to be too harsh on them. But I like the idea that we took on, you know, Jacobson's thoughts here and presented a couple of sides to that. Hopefully our audience felt the same way. We are grateful that you joined us today. You know, we are coming from one of the greatest places on earth. It's certainly the headquarters of nice people. And we're at Ashland University. If you've not yet visited here, we can make it happen. Come see us anytime here at Ashland. We're the Watchers of the Skies. And we'll see you here next time at AUTV20, Watchers of the Skies.